Here's an experiment for you. Take passionate experts in human resource technology. Invite cross-industry experts from inside and outside HR. Mix in what's happening in people analytics today. Give them the technology to connect. Hit record. Pour their discussions into a beaker. Mix thoroughly and voila. You get the HR Data Labs podcast, where we explore the impact of data and analytics to your business. We may get passionate and even irreverent, but count on each episode challenging and enhancing your understanding of the way people data can be used to solve real-world problems. Now, here's your host, David Turetsky. So how are you today? Good. Yeah? What have you liked about the show so far? I'm just fascinated with the number of new vendors that there are in the space, the number of new tools there are in the space, and overall the uh, confusion about what people should be focused on. And that's funny because every year we come to the HR Technology Conference and there's new stuff. And we typically look for that new stuff and we try and find what's the newest, what's the most different. What do you think is causing most of the confusion right now? The world. Yeah. Yeah, every single HR organization is changing. Yep. Every business is changing. Yep. You know, workers have changed. Yep. So how to know what to do next right. within an organization based on that business strategy. Right. And, and what their people strategies are. Right. Is, are changing so rapidly. And so how do they affect teams through new technologies when they're still catching up with the, world, the changing world around them? They affect change with new strategies, not new technologies. Do you see a lot of strategy no. companies here? That's why I have a question. Yeah. Because a lot of times what we found is, is that the technology companies don't focus on the change inside the company. They don't have the change management. They don't have the consulting. There are some companies here you can talk to who actually do have consultants yep. who can go in and help them. Yep. I mean, obviously, LeapGen, you lead with consulting too, don't you? Well, yeah, that's what we lead with. But I'm mostly concerned about people buying new things. And then later on, questioning adopt it. Which By is, the way, that happens all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why they have to, what we found is bring the consultants in before you implement. Even if you want to bring them in before you've made the decision to go with the product. Yeah. Figure out if you're mature enough or you're ready enough to go. Yeah, and till the soil. Yes. Till the soil so you can plant the seed. What farmer doesn't sell soil before they plant seed? Right, right. And try to understand exactly what it is that the organization is trying to solve, what their measures of success are going to be, so that they're not just saying, our measure of success is go live. Right. And that's what, like, the number of vendors have told me that they've got these customers live. I'm like, it doesn't mean anything to me. How many of them have told you about their adoption statistics? I mean, I I, want to know what the outcomes are. Right. The outcome that that strategy is driving. That's what's really interesting to me. Even if everyone adopts it, right? like everyone can adopt wearing socks, you know, everyone can adopt wearing masks, but if COVID still goes through masks, yeah. what happens? It doesn't right. matter. Right. So it's not the adoption. Right. It's the actual impact right. that is most important. What do you find is the most impactful change that they could make? Is it the ability for people strategy to meld with business strategy where it doesn't become people strategy anymore? Or is it, you know, people talk about cost savings all the time or the harder measures that HR is asked for from the CFO? No, uh, to me, it's really listening to the business, understanding what the challenges are. So, you know, if I'm Caribou Coffee, you know, I live in Minneapolis, Caribou Coffee can't stay open. Like, it just can't, I mean, literally the coffee, the Caribou Coffee that I can walk to can't stay open. Because they can't find people. They can't find people, but that's that's the 
that's like the point. That's where they're starting. Right. The problem is, is that they're leaking people. So, like, they're, they're attacking, they can't find, they don't have anyone to work with recruiting. But the fact is that people are lasting two or three weeks because of a bad employee experience. Yeah. So, it, you have to look at what, what are you trying to do? We're trying to stay open. We're trying to drive revenue. We're trying to drive profits. Like, if I attack, you know, I, I kind of said, if I attack the nail with a screwdriver, yeah. even a sexy screwdriver, it's yeah. not going to work. Well, you damn screwdriver, too. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I mean, to me, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, all these vendors are great, and I, you know, for years I've been saying we have better, the best technology in the space. Every year yeah. we do. But we have the least ready HR organizations for the best technology. And that's a great point. I've met some CHROs who leave because they've thought about problems differently. And the one I love to use as an example is my friend Zoe Schweitzer from Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream, who... She thinks about the business problem differently. She was a consultant, but she's an HR person. And she takes the CHRO role seriously and considers it a business person. Yep. And the one thing that she told me, which I love, which I'm sure you're going to agree with, is listen to your employees. Don't assume you know what's going on in their head. Because she went to a store and a scoop shop and said, hey, how can I help you? Let me Tell me your problems. And the fun thing is they said, I want a better customer experience. So if we did this differently, everything would be better. Yeah. And she was like, wow, I thought they'd talk about pay or the recruiting cycle or this, that. They didn't. They focused on the customer outcomes. Yeah. And you know, the other thing I'd say just around those same lines is listen to your um, managers and leaders. You know, I, we constantly have to remind people that people work for managers and leaders. They don't work for HR. So and even HR listening. Because HR is sometimes seen as the grim reapers. Yes. Like, you're not told exactly how you're feeling. Right. So how do you actually listen to managers and leaders? Right. You know, managers, I I was just tweeting during Josh Burson's presentation a few minutes ago about performance management. He's like, there's great new performance management tools. I'm like, if managers and leaders don't like doing performance management, you have the best tools in the world, it's not going to matter. Right. Like, we've lived this story. Right. Over and over and over and over again. Right. And learning, if it's buried on a link farm portal that no one can find, it doesn't matter if it's the best tool. But, but it comes back to the structure of job. Does a person know why they're being paid? Do they know what their incentives are about? Yeah. Do they know what their manager really wants from them? Does the manager know? Right. And can the manager articulate that? We found so many times where managers say, look, I, everyone, every year I get asked one time a year, is my person good or bad? Yeah, yeah. And I judge them on, you know, do I generally, what do I feel about them? Yeah. Not what have they done? What are the hard numbers? And until that process fundamentally changes and the architecture underneath that, the job and the learning and all that stuff, do you know what your job description is? Do you know what it took to get there? Do you know what it takes to get there? Not you, but yeah. does an employee know what it takes to get to the next level? What's their career framework? Yeah. So I think, and this is not meant to be negative, and I realize I have to be careful sometimes with what I say, just everyone says in yeah. general. I think people are going to leave this conference confused, very confused as to what to do next. What themes will confuse them the most? Uh, how do I attack talent, the talent issue? Do I attack it with a point solution, like a recruiting solution or a skills taxonomy, like between skills taxonomy, recruiting, learning, like where do I start? Right. You know, this concept of, hey, I need an employee experience. Yeah. Is it going to come from my core HR system or is it going to come from one of these bolt-offs? Right, right, right. Like, uh, I, 
Look, I'd be confused. I, I'm confused. Yeah. Does it change the equation at all for the employee? For, well, that's a big, I mean, the question is, is what does the employee, like we talked about a second ago, what does the employee need right now? Right. The employee needs something that, and demands something that's personalized, something that's consumerized, and right. something that's empathetic. How does it help the great resignation? I mean, it's happening. I hear clients say to me, we have people leaving, and they're saying, money's not the answer. Don't give me more money. Yeah, the great resignation, you've probably heard this line, but the great resignation is nothing more than a great awakening in my mind. Right. That the great resignation is that's the, what's happening. Yes. The awakening is that we have to think different about people. Yeah. You know, and we have to figure out how do we stop just counting people and making right. people count like I've talked exactly. about before. Yeah. You know, th that's what this is. It's not a, I mean, the resignation is the action that's being right. taken. Right. Because we were all one step closer to mortality than we were 18 months ago. And we all realize it. And we all saw a better life yeah. of being able to stay at home and do things. Or whatever better is for us. Right. And that's why understanding our people, back to your point, yeah. is so, so important. Yeah. Because we all, like, that's what, I mean, the great resignation is not just all of a sudden people are resigning, you know, because we don't have HR systems. Right. Right. The great resignation is a result of the fact that we went through the biggest boom, bust, like bang, that we've ever gone through as a global economy. Right, right. And it was caused by multiple pandemics, as I've said, at the same time. Yeah. And, like, this, I mean, yeah, I, this, this whole, the, all this technology has the potential to be a huge problem. You think of it more as a disruptor than a solution. In a bad way, disruptor. I, I think people are just, right now, feel like the shiny object is the way to go. And I and by the way, I love the vendors. I mean, I love what they're doing. Yeah. Like I said, it's better than ever before. Yeah. But if we don't figure out how do we not just put technology in and hope that it changes right. stuff, right. like people don't have that. We used to have the patience when it was the HR department. Yeah. I could use them all. You know, use yeah. them all day long as yeah. guinea pigs. Right. I can't use employees right. as guinea pigs, right. and that's a huge problem. I mean, it's a it's a big change. Well, they don't want to be. They hate being guinea pigs. Unless you tell him. Right. Unless you say, hey, listen, you're a group. You're a beta. Can you help us work this through? Yeah. Is it really going to help you? Right. Ask them. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by Turetsky Consulting and listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. I have to ask you a different question. One of the things I found very brave was uh, Vizier um, created this open partnership with a whole bunch of other companies, competitors as well as um, co-opetition, yeah. where they said, we want to create an open framework where data can be shared more fully. Almost like the, well, it was a promise more than like HR open, right? Yeah. Have you found that is going to solve problems like this faster where the industry can get together and at least talk about it and try and figure out a solution? Uh Theoretically, yes. In actuality, no. So, and I, so it sounds good. Yeah. You know, and yeah, great. It's great. But until vendors actually are willing to do it together, and right. until, as long as the vendors are driven by a competitive force, which is money and competing against each other, right? Profit. Yeah. I. I yeah. We. I mean, how many? I, in my career, your career, how many have we tried? Well, I was part of HR for a really long time. Right. And HR, XML. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. I did get people to sign up to it. Did they make any changes from it? I don't know. Yeah. But we published a standard. Yeah. Now, that being said, you're right. Compliance on that stuff, 
It's not regulatory. Yeah. It's not. They're not going to get in trouble for it. They made a promise, and if they come up with that, but but I'm asking if if there's a way for the industry to come together and enable each other to help the problem you're talking about. So I think it's through mindset, not through technology. I think that if everyone approaches the issue with a mindset of outcomes, yep. with a mindset of what we're trying to achieve, with a mindset of what the value and, and like, dude, share the case studies. Yep. Share case studies. But at the end of the day, say, okay, what's the right tech for me? Right. Then let then I'll decide right. based on me. Right. But like, I'd rather people sh- the collective. So yep. let's just say that's what we want to focus on the collective. Right. The collective helping HR unlearn is going to be stronger and more powerful right now than the collective of trying to get people to measure the same things out of the data standpoint. Well, we've tried to create standards. Sherm did a pretty good job. They published way too much. And while a lot of it was adopted, a lot of it was ignored. So we talked a lot lot about a lot of stuff. Um, I want to end with what you hope next year's conference looks like. What's the future of HR Tech next year? Because I'm not going to go too far in the future. Yeah, I hope. Well, yeah. I mean, so one of the things that you know, you know, we talk about is the now of work, not the future of work. Um, I think HR tech at this moment to be able to say what I would want to look like next year would be premature, because I really think that there's a lot of change that still happens. Yep. Uh, if there's one thing that I would hope that it would be is that it would be less about HR and more about people, just more about the workforce. It, if I was running the show, I would get rid of the name HR. Because not that it's not, these aren't tools for HR. And not that I don't want HR people learning, and not that HR people are not on the front lines. But the more I say HR tech, which means technology for HR, the more I exacerbate the fact that, oh, I'm rolling out a listening tool, and who's going to be the listener? HR. No employee's going to do it. Like This is a business conference. This isn't an HR conference. I hope at some point that translates into the world of HR technology changing inside these companies. Yes. And not be about HRIS or payroll. Correct. Or how do we get benefits done? Right. How do we get competent? Because it is all still silent. Right. But it goes back to also, what do I measure? Yeah. I'm measuring the effectiveness of my HR technology. And the HR costs. Yeah. Right? I want to measure the impact on business. Yeah. And that's, to me, like... I don't think it's going to happen next year. Like I wish it was going to happen next year. I don't think it's going to happen next year. But if if I could, I mean, and if, I mean, we from an analyst community are all driving towards that. Yeah. Uh, change within HR is the biggest challenge. And uh, you know, I watch and I've been watching presentations for the last twenty four hours. I'm like, yeah, but like, who's going to unlearn? Who's going to teach them the unlearning? Right. Well, and I think that's. And I think as you speak, that's, us, to us, that, that's the collective right, right. I'd rather have. But I mean, your voice resonates with people. And that's why what I hope is, is that when people listen to this and people, and I know you write and I know you publish and I know you have your podcast all the time. My hope is that people in the industry, not just the analysts, but in the industry, they listen to you and they start thinking about it as an employee problem, not the HR. And, and I, you know, I, I'm, I like, I, you know, this is going to sound a little bit bold, probably, but like, I'm running out of patience. Like, there are there are just too many ineffective HR organizations in the world, and that anyone who's not paying attention to what we just talked about and thinking about the business outcomes and are still focusing on HRIS and all that crap, 
Like you're just ineffective, but you're effective at doing what you think you should be doing because that's what you know. But they're also looking at the short-term problems. Yes. And they're trying to solve the short-term problems out the long run. Yeah. Go. So Jason, oh, I sorry, go. we have to go. I can be here all day. Yeah, I know we could, but well, we can talk upstairs in the, uh, yeah. the HR and the analyst. Yeah. yeah. But it was wonderful talking yeah. to you again. Great. We'll great have to have you on soon. Great yeah. To see love you to. Yeah. And uh, take care and stay safe. Thanks, everyone. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Good we'll to see you Talk to you soon. Take care. That was HR Data Labs. Please visit TeretskyConsulting.com forward slash podcast to review the show, add comments about this episode, or add new ideas about upcoming shows you'd like to hear. Feel free to be creative, but please be nice. Thank you for joining us this week on the HR Data Labs podcast, and stay tuned for our next episode. Stay safe.